Previously, on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. I think in the history of this show, this is the first dragon you all have fought. You see that Kodira has obliterated every single one of the coral beings. Well, don't freeze up now, Miss Green. Your destiny is waiting. Will you join me to erase magic from from this world before it can penetrate another. I am capable of taking control of one of my servants. Yes, but if if that is not something Oh man ah we could come to an arrangement. You had to use that word, didn't you? I should be clear. You will submit. Healing spirit Calls forth a nature spirit to soothe the wounded, and it's the shape of a great big manta ray. You maybe don't notice as the uh, debris pile that the dragon collapsed into starts to shift because Zooks climbs out of the pile. But then he snaps to an almost sort of militaristic pose and looks down at you and aims his crossbow right in your direction. Zooks is now standing in front of you, having climbed out of the pile of coral rubble formed when the dragon basically toppled over uh, uh, on top of him. Uh, Orlean is still in his ship high above out of sight, and the machine that his ship is sort of built into, this coral machine, is still running, still accelerating. It's getting louder, and... You, you you've noticed, I think, during this this battle that time is is getting weird around where this machine is built. Um, just now, you you see a chunk of coral like fall off of the platform, and then it falls again, and then again before it ultimately just sets itself right back up into its original position. I see, and, and that's abnormal, right? That's not normal, yes. Um, and Zooks, who is under the control of Orlean, uh, is up first, and he aims his crossbow at you. And when he does that, you hear Orlean's voice in your mind, uh, and he sounds tired, he sounds pained, but he says, You are wounded, Devo. 
stand down just, just for a few moments longer. Uh, no. Sorry, you had to expect that this was the answer, right? Like, do you think that I just want to be like, okay, you got me. Here's the thing, Orlin, do you not realize, like, what? Why would I do this? For Like, what up to this point have you done that makes me think, like, maybe Orlin isn't all that bad? Maybe he's not a piece of shit and whatever he's doing isn't, you know, going to fuck everything up, right? Like, at this point, you've given me no indication not to do everything I can to stop whatever it is you're doing. Zooks uses his first attack to fire a crossbow bolt right between your feet. And Orlean says, you may not believe this, Devo, but I do not wish to harm you any further. I just need to finish what I started. Stand down. I have a different idea. How about instead, right? You pause what you're doing and you explain to me everything you're doing, why you're doing it, uh, what you think the outcome will be. And once I've heard this out, if it seems to me like, okay, this isn't all that bad, I will let you do it, right? But right now, I don't know what I'm standing down from. You have been uh, very withholding, which as I imagine you know at this point, I do not like when people do. And uh, you have been very, let's say it, antagonistic to me. Um, so if you do not wish to hurt me, then how about you tell me what the fuck is happening? I'm sorry, Devo. Okay, see, this is... Okay. He. This is what I'm talking about. He says that, and Zooks fires at you. Uh, that is an 18 versus AC. I mean, yes, this do, that does uh, hit. I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, that's not the strongest. I mean, it's, listen, there's it's a better. beefy shirt. There's but, better armor than that. Uh, but there's worse. There, I could be wearing butter. There certainly is worse. Just, you take uh, six points of piercing damage. Well, oh, I'm down again. The crossbow bolt goes right into your chest and you fall backwards and you begin to lose consciousness. And as you do, you are staring straight upwards in this top floor of the tower. And now you can see that there are cracks in space uh, surrounding Orlean's ship. Uh, like a like a window that has been shattered. And through some of these new sort of fragments that are forming in the air, um, you see a different reality, maybe. You see um, you see water, but it is obsidian black, lifeless water, not like the sort of shimmering, uh, you know, uh, arcane enriched water of the ether sea. It is, it is an abyss. Is it the same thing Griffin I saw when Tolliver was like transitioning into something? No, this Tolliver for his, you know, uh, shadiness was a very vibrant, you know, being. This is, this uh -huh. is, this is the absence of life. 
And from the cracks surrounding those fragments, some of that water starts to spray into the room. And you fall unconscious for just a moment. And then you hear a sort of high-pitched groaning sound, and the manta ray uh, heals you once again. Yay. Even though Zooks doesn't appear to be in in control of his body right now, uh, his his, uh, swarm that he conjured up to help you uh, remains. And so you Hell yeah, are it does. going to heal. Uh, I can roll that. Oh, I did it. Oh, it's you did it? Right? That's probably for yeah. the best, because I got a one. Yeah, I got I got three. Uh, okay. Moments after you go down, you snap back to, catch your breath. The crossbow bolt just like falls out of your chest, and uh, there's you are still definitely severely wounded, but you are once again conscious. And it is your action. Orlean, if you can hear me, you are not a stupid man. Look around, pull your head out of your ass, and pay attention to what you are doing, the effects that this is having outside of your ship. Look at the goddamn ceiling, you stupid bastard, and pay attention, and don't just, like, think about what you're doing, you short... Sorry, it's getting away from me. Just, like, pay attention, okay? Um, and then I'm going to cast... Okay... How's your wisdom saving there, Dad? I'm going to cast Charm Person on Zix. Okay. How's your wisdom, Dad? Plus one. I can answer that. That's not, oh. <laughs> that's not, not, man, not let's put great. on Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Gosh, see, now I want some. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. So you are, you are using your, a- that's an action, right, to cast that spell? Yes. Okay. You you have done this a couple times now where you have sort of contested an already existing charm that has been placed on a, a living being. Um, this time, you know instantly that something is different and you feel an icy pit in your stomach because what happens when you cast this spell on Zooks, you've cast spells on Zooks before. You know what that feels like to influence him in that way. It is different this time because there is no audience for your words. There is no target that is there. Zooks is standing in front of you, but Zooks is being piloted by Benefactor Orlean. And for whatever reason, that appears to have simply erased the consciousness you know as Zooks from existence. Oh, bummer. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Zooks, you are standing on the pristine, flat, waveless surface of cerulean blue ocean waters 
and standing just before you is the Coral Tower. Um, and it's just as you saw it from outside uh, before you sort of scaled it and, and went in. Um, it and you are not surrounded by the Coral Dome that, you know, in, in your conscious state surrounds the, the, the tower in the real world. Uh, curiously, that dome is far off in the distance, as is a coral battleship that is just kind of sitting uh, atop the water just just next to the dome. Um, and you see a few of those coral beings, and they're standing upright, all just looking at the tower, or um, more specifically, the middle of the tower, where you can see that door going into the foyer, the one that you sort of climbed into. Um, and there is just this very faint, uh, pulsating, prismatic light shining through that door. Um, those coral beings are not alone either because swimming laps uh, around the tower with um, almost childlike glee is a blink shark. There's no water here. It appears to just be kind of swimming through the air. And as you are sort of uh, observing this, you hear a voice from behind you. And it says, Well, I I didn't expect to see you again. And you turn, and first, uh, of course, you see the giant clam. And he is so, so much larger than he was when you first saw him. Um, his, his outside now seems to match his, his, you know, magically expanded interior volume. He's gigantic. But then you focus in on a much nearer figure, um, the one who just spoke to you, and it is Phineas Call. <laughs> And he says, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what this means, if I am being completely honest. Um, I'm not even 5% sure uh, what this means. Did you, di- did you die? Is this heaven? I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think they let um, big clams in heaven. Now, no, um... I, I, I was under a, a giant pile of coral, and it felt kind of natural. And then I was here, but to be honest, Mister Call, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he nods, and he says, "Why don't we take a walk?" And he breezes right past you, walking toward the tower. And as he gets close to it, the ocean kind of rises to meet his, his footfalls and begins to form a sort of a spiral around the outside of the, of the tower going upward. And he, he starts up that spiral, then turns back to you and gestures for you to follow. Okay, he follows. He trudges along. Okay. Trying to figure out what the hell's going on. You you find this uh, spiral made of water 
just as easy to climb as, as some stairs. And he is walking just in front of you, and he says, So what is your take on all of this? <laughs> uh, 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 not this, he gestures to this scene around you. He says, but the there's a bunch of beings that look like you living on the bottom mm. of the ocean, all right. tunneling a hole through this world into the next. Do, mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think it's it's is it time for the mortal world to move on? I no, I don't think so at all. I'm not with them. No, I'm. I, I'm. I like the moral world. I like the. I like the, the. The. I like the oceans. I like. I like most of the people I've met. I like all of the creatures I've met. I. I, I don't know why anybody would want to get rid of this. I. I understand that people have lives and memories and and all these things about the past but you know I recently learned that I'm not going to live in it I I don't have that past to live in so I don't want to tunnel into whatever nirvana or whatever these people want to do I just I want to enjoy this beautiful world that we have this existence we have i want to appreciate it i don't i don't see any sense in trying to go somewhere else i'm not with them and he looks back at you and kind of cocks his head he looks curious and he says you inherited the troubles that you have from from your mortal friends and the world around you didn't you? What? What troubles? He shakes his head and stops and thinks for a second. And then he speaks. And as he is speaking, you are very quickly realizing that these are, these are your thoughts that you are having that he is laying out to you. He says, okay, when you... When you first joined a contract crew, what did you want? What did I want? I wanted to explore. I wanted adventure. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to experience all the the abundance of life and and I wanted to enjoy it. He looks at you kind of in um he kind of skeptically and he says of course but what about yourself zooks what when i when i what first it, started i was very curious about you know where i came from and what made me you know special it seemed like i was different from from everybody else and i i really worked and really tried to figure out what was my deal and and then i realized finding out where i came from wasn't that important it was more important to be in the moment and and enjoy my life as it is 
Uh, you're approaching the top of the tower now, um, and the roof is is gone. Uh, and a- as you sort of scale the last of this uh, spiral, uh, you you look down into the room you were just in, and it is sort of frozen in a tableau. And Phineas Call says, "Then I am glad that you were able to complete your quest." for self-discovery. I am glad you were able to find peace before. And he looks lost for words and he gestures down into the room and you see yourself. You see your body uh, and it is, uh, it appears to be fighting with some sort of shadow that you cannot quite make out. Um, but it is attacking with sort of wanton violence that is like not your, not you. It's not your style. And Phineas Call says, this is not heaven, Zooks, but you are no longer, in the traditional sense at least, alive. Amber. Via transition. As I'm fighting, I yell, Amber, I need you to hurry up and get down here. Get back up here. And then, like, the camera goes down to where she is. There's actually not a camera because... Um, it's I've been watching a lot of Umbrella Academy, and it's... Sorry, I'm thrilled to speak. Um, <clears throat> it's dust. Dust covers <laughs> my throat. Sorry. Special guest, Justin McElroy. Amber, you are... Facing down your old friend, uh, who's who is now Kodira, and Koda has completely uh, taken over. Uh, you you see no sign of of your your friend Oksana anywhere inside of there, um, and it Koda seems like he he had the drop on you, but he sort of stands down and just kind of starts... Uh, he, he approaches you, but he does not leap to strike. Um, and it is it is your action. What do you want to do? Ah. I see your arms are as big as mine. <laughs> What's up? Uh, how, how did you come to this, this lowly state, huh? What do you mean? The arms... The, 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 is the... I mean, are you copying me, or what's your deal? He laughs. He enjoys. He is enjoying himself. Um, roll roll an insight check for me. Okay. <laughs> That's a great start with a beautiful natural one. You are actually looking the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um... With a natural one, uh, you are you are uh, you're you're joking around, but like this this figure is terrifying. Uh, you are it is hard not to be it is hard to stand your ground uh, in in front of this thing. Um, and Coda says, "You would be shocked if you learned." the history of the powers you possess and I possess and 
many others like you possess. You want to clue me in or give me some hints? I mean, it seems weird to just have this and not have much knowledge of it. He says, I have made my intention perfectly clear, as have you. And he rears back an arm, ready to strike. But it is still your turn. So he's he's making a move on me. Yes. I'm going to try to step behind him. And, gra- and grab him from behind. Interesting. Okay. We're going to make a contested check then. Uh, why don't you roll... This is probably like an acrobatic maneuver, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I think that makes... Yes. Okay. Yes, he says, checking his modifiers. Uh, Indeed. Um, I'm going to make a dexterity check to see if he is... Uh, so I'll do an acrobatics check. Acrobatics check. You're looking to beat a 12. You have plus 5. Okay, here we go. 16 plus 521. Excellent. Uh, you are able to do that. You skirt around Kodira, and you are just trying to grapple Kodira. Yeah. Uh, okay. I always have to look up the rules for grappling in 5e. Yeah, they're hard to grapple with. Oh, Travis. I know. Using at least one free hand, you try to seize the target by making a grapple check instead of an attack roll. Okay, so you're not going to roll an attack roll. We can go strength on strength, dex on dex. Uh, those are the two options. Um, dex on dex, I guess. Okay. Uh, then roll a dexterity check contested. Let me roll mine first. I'll tell you what you're what you're looking for. Let's create the drama. Uh, oh boy, that's a six. You need to beat a 16 on your dexterity. Welcome to the grapple. drama factory. Welcome to the drama factory, the new name for the adventure zone. Okay, dex on dex. Eighteen plus two. That is a success. Oh. You uh, describe it. What's this grapple look like? You can it's use literally your- just like I see it coming. And I duck behind Kadir real quick. And like I know on some level I think I I can read her actions, maybe. That is why it helps me to to successfully pull it off. And I just like I just want to talk. Okay. Using your your real arms, your glowing arms, everything you have at your disposal, you manage to contain all of the arms of uh Coda inside of Kodira's body. Uh, and you have her from behind in a big bear hug. Uh, shh, 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 No, we're not doing that. We're not gonna... No. What is going on? Where is the source of this power? What? What is my role in all this? People keep talking about me opening doors, closing doors. What? What? A, what's my part? I'm not gonna fucking fight you. What's my part? Coda says, that is for you to decide. It is for all of us to decide. This life you have chosen, is it so much better than the one I offer you? Living contract to contract aboard a vessel that could only charitably be called seaworthy. Is that so much better than joining me? Yes. I don't want to serve you. Well, you've been over this. Come on. All right. I want to try to... to I want to cause some pain. Um, I don't, I, but I'm trying to just like 
see if there's any of her in there. I'm not trying to, like, fight. Uh, you have used your action on this grapple. Okay. So you have a, a way of inflicting pain with a bonus action. Um, yeah, I mean, I could use, I guess, Flurry of Blows. Okay. But ve- I'm, you know, non-lethal. Yeah. I don't think that's a concern, but... Uh, okay, go ahead and mark down a vibe point and make two attack rolls. 13 plus 5, 18. That's a hit. The first one missed. Sorry, I should have said it. I just didn't. Okay. Uh, roll uh, roll damage. Are you using your regular fist or your big fist? Uh, Flurry of Blows is, is the, the big fist, I believe. It, it has to be. Uh, okay, then 1d... No, maybe not, but still, this is what I'm using. Okay. Uh, 1d8 plus 2, then, for damage. I feel like, realistically, it's the only um, arms that I would have for <laughs> sure, to, sure. to give noogies. Oh, six. All right. Not too bad. Plus three, nine. Uh, okay, you... Uh, like, I'm thinking, like, body blow. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a sure. arm, a green arm pops out and just punches right in the stomach, like, knock, trying to knock the wind out. Nothing too too serious. Okay, you hear uh, Kodira kind of uh, exhale sharply as you do this. And... He, you can tell that he is trying to, Koda is trying to fight back, trying to force his way out of this and take you on head on. Uh, but he's, shockingly, he is struggling. And he says, uh, wow, she really doesn't want me to fight you. Uh, and you see a, a red light shine against the wall of the room that you realize is, is just this red eye on her forehead glowing brighter. Uh, and then the arms, the, the big red arms flex, and he is going to try to break out of the grapple with his action. as uh, a contested strength save. He got a dirty 20, is what you're going to beat. Maybe this three plus two will do it. Oh, it does la, la. not. Uh, Wait, okay. check the math. Okay, yes, you're right. Uh, okay, he. You f- forgot that Justin has advantage. Uh, no, he because doesn't. Because he's pure of heart. Yes, your kindness lets you cheat at Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, do you remember in the first session that strange hermit you helped? Well, it turned out his he angel. was Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, Coda just flexes those red arms so more much. More dungeon masters use Jesus Christ in their games. I don't know. He should come yeah. up more. Okay, he's really strong. Uh, he yeah, flexes- Matt Mercer is the only one who uses him. And there's a reason. Okay. I mean, they're so successful. Um, well, that's true. He flexes those red arms so much that they grow to a point where you can no longer sort of lock them down. Uh, and he pushes you away and steps back and his four arms kind of like flex behind him. And he looks at you through Kodira and he says, quick question. You were there on the shore side, weren't you? Yeah. Were you on the ship naming committee? It was a bit before my time, but I am a fan. Why? The biggest baby. 
Well, there was a sh- another ship called the Big Baby. And this one was just bigger. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's too- <laughs> he dashes forwards and brings two of his fists down on you and is going to try and hit you with a f- flurry of blows. Uh, that is a crit fail. He is way deep in his emotions about the biggest baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes feels. sense, blinded by fury. Yeah, the second strike yeah. is going now, to be- Now, how did he get to take an action to break out of the grapple? Flurry of blows is a bonus a- action. You literally just did it. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, that is going to be a 14 versus AC. Feels like cheating when somebody else does. Doesn't yeah, it? it does, right? Okay, sorry. Uh, no, my AC is is not is not fourteen. What is it? It's higher. It's higher than that. Yeah. Are you? Why are you being? Ca- I'm look. It's sixteen. I can look at your sheet. Uh, I didn't know if that. I don't know if saying it outright made it less engaging for the what? listener. Oh. <laughs> Our listeners love numbers. Oh. Uh, he, you, you know this shit. Like this is your trick, and you easily dodge out of the way of these swinging fists. And he stands up and grits his teeth, clearly like very frustrated now. And he says, I cannot believe how well you're doing. It's not, it's nothing surprising really. I mean, it's all about like, Vibe, you know what I mean? Like, are you in sync with yourself and your body and your mind? They all gotta be vibing together. You're not gonna be ready for it, right? Like, you're at odds. You got two people running around in there. You're just not gonna have the vibe. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Vibe check, and I punch him in the in the snot locker. Okay, right, right in the face. Make an attack roll. Snot locker was my favorite Bigelow movie, by the way. 15. Uh, 15 does not hit, but okay, you may no. attack again. Thank you. Fuck. 3 plus 5, 8. That is also not a hit. Do you wish to flurry again? Yes, I shall flurry. Two more attacks. I demand it. Hold on, let me spin my vibe point. Hold on. Okay. 18 plus 5, 23. That is definitely a hit. Roll damage, 1d8. Let me do the other one. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. damage together. Four plus okay. No one, one, one hit. One d eight plus three. Uh, okay, six. Okay, you punch Coda Kodira right in the snot locker as you have described it, and Coda goes flying backwards and kind of like lands on his hands and knees and. When he stands up, you can see that uh, Kodira has a little bit of blood dribbling from from the corner of her mouth. Um, You also see something else. You see at the far end of the room near where uh, Koda landed, uh, one of those circular ring gateways uh, stands that was not destroyed while you were upstairs. And... It seems to be glowing. It seems to be reacting to something. And make a make a perception check for me. 
13 plus 3. A spray of blood from Coda uh, landed on the coral forming this ring. And this, this ring, this gateway that these coral beings were building appears to be opening. Devo. Sorry, what, so what is, what is opening? This, this portal. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Boom. I, you really burn me bad. Uh, hey, Griffin, I'm sorry. That was so uncalled for, dude. Like, that really cuts was. so deep, and I I feel terrible. Now. Devo, uh, Zooks is gone. You know it for sure. You know that your friend is is not in there. It is, he is not, you can't bring him back with a spell. Um, okay. And how are you? Uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, bad. Okay. All three of those at the same time. Um, hurt. Bad up and down the board. Yeah. You know, like, oh, man. Uh, like, if this was a performance review of how Devo was doing, it would all be means improvement. Okay. Um, it Except is actually- for he's full. He's not hungry. That's we had good. a snack before. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so, so important. Um, yeah. It is actually. Blood sugar, doing great. It is the being formerly known as Zooks's action. Okay. Uh, and he. Zooks? He is going to drop the crossbow and draw a dagger and oh. jump to Where did he get you. that from? <laughs> uh. Zeus's first attack is an 11 versus AC. That's a miss. Okay, and he is going to try and swing at you once again. That is a crit. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, That does... Hey, yeah, that hits. That is going to hit you for, wow, 10 points of slashing damage. I'm down again, baby. You go down, and once again... Charles is still there. Charles the Manta Ray uh, surrounds you and revives you. And right. you are healed. Roll 1d6. Uh, okay. I, I'm... That's a six. Yeah, yeah what up? you're back up. Uh, how Char- many charges got... How many Charles Charles got? How many charges? Charles that, in charge that was has, his third. has five. And, and he has was, two more. He has two more. He appears to be fading. However, you... Despite the fact that you know that that is not Zooks anymore, you are familiar with the nature of magic. And even though the magic that Zooks did is not the same as the magic that you do, you know that it requires a certain amount of presence to maintain a, a, a an entity like this manta ray, to maintain some sort of conjured being. Um, and I don't know if you know what that means, but... Uh, the long and I mean, short of it is, he ain't he ain't that far gone. Uh, he's near. I can feel his spirit. Yeah. Uh, but you are back. You are healed for six points of damage. Uh, and it is your turn again. Hmm. Griffin. Yeah. I'd like to try something wild, crazy kids. Okay. I want to use my will. 
as uh as uh what my will okay he did it in a scary voice i hated that yeah i don't know why it was like the devil but i can't hear it on my end how's it sound it sounds pretty Fucking scary, terrible. Man. It's the scariest. I'm trying to turn it off, so please, please ignore it. <laughs> I, I, like, the volumes are too low, and I'm trying to change this one slider, and now I sound like this. It's, oh, no. it's, it's wonderful to me that you got this fun new soundboard in our penultimate episode. Yeah. It's not. I've had it for a little bit, but normally I don't have these long gaps. You know yeah, what I mean? sure, sure, sure. To, to really to get, get my sound. Have fun to, with to it. Get <laughs> Okay, you're going to use your will to do what? My better? will. Is that better? Yeah, you yeah. fixed it. Uh, yeah. As I've seen Orlean do, to try to to try to try will the um, coral into a new body for Zeus? Interesting. Um, Here's I'm, my thinking, right? So it's not just metagaming, right? If I can feel his presence nearby, I also know about like the Brynar and how that whole deal works of like, Coral body, yeah, for sure. See, bring their spirits into it, right? So it's just like, okay, well, that body is taken, yeah. So we need a new one. Okay, we can say that this is your action. Um, we will add your spell, uh, your spell attack modifier, which is a plus seven. So I'm going to say roll a d20 plus seven, the number you are looking to beat. Uh, I mean, a fifteen, you will. You something will happen with a twenty or higher. Uh, this this action will be more successful. What that means? Oh my boy, that's a twenty-five. Eighteen plus seven. Okay. With a twenty-five, this is what happens. Zooks's body that has been continuously sort of lighting you up. Uh still has that bright sort of uh, pattern of color that was, you know, that surrounded him in life. When you cast this spell, it is like you have pulled a plug out of the bottom of him, and that color just floods out, and it pools uh, all across the floor where you all are standing. And it, it covers the entire floor of this room. And moments later, you do not see a body form. You see spires start to grow out of the ground like vines. And as they grow, these just sort of spontaneous um, stalagmites, uh, you see spikes jutting out of the sides of them. And within moments, there is just a, a field of these surrounding the room. Um, so much so that it is almost difficult to, like, navigate. There are dozens and dozens of them. And all of them are in the same shape. And you recognize them as the shape that Zooks created downstairs just moments ago. It is language and it is the same word over and over and over again it's the word promise um and when that happens the zooks body 
that is now completely gone bleached white looks around and then looks at you and then falls apart uh, back down into the pile and within moments it submerges into the floor and is reintegrated into the tower. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right, Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. 
April 25th is Taz. April 24th is my brother, my brother, and me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. Hi, I'm Janet Varney. And just like you... I survived high school. And we're not alone. On my podcast, The JV Club, I invite some of my friends to share the highs and lows of their teen years. Like moments with Aisha Tyler. But when you're a kid, the stakes are just pretty low. Go to school, try not to get in trouble, get laid. Jamila Jamil. I watched television probably every waking hour during that time and I was shit-faced on medicine. And Dave Holmes. We talked and talked and then everybody left. It was just us two and I was like, I love you. Learn how you too can be a functioning adult after the drama and heartbreak of high school. Every week on the JV Club with Janet Varney. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a judgment-free show. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. Well, it was a good run. Yeah, I don't know how. I, yeah, was that good? Was that bad? Who knows? But it's definitely something else. Here's what I'll say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me a minute. I got to roll up a new character. <laughs> the the manta ray is still there, and in fact, I will say this: it seems refreshed. Uh and it is going to right away. It is going to heal you again for d6 points of damage. Hey. For a d6? Uh, yeah, just one d6. That's one point. Okay, Thanks, it's better Charles. than nothing. Um, hey, Charles, thanks for trying. But he seems, he, he was beginning to kind of go, you know, Marty McFly, like, translucent. He's back. And he is just kind of circling around you. And you feel well. Another thing that happens when you do this uh, you feel a tremendous amount of pain from Benefactor Orlean. You are still sort of connected to him in this like psychic channel you've been talking with. Uh, and it is through that channel that you feel uh, a 
a, a, a horrific amount of pain that fortunately you don't experience, but you do sort of empathize with. What do you do? Benjamin, if you can hear me, and I know you can, here's the difference between you and I. I do want to hurt you. So this is your last chance to stop what you're doing before I come up there and rip your brain apart from the inside out. Make an intimidation check for me. That was supposed to be intimidating? <laughs> 21. Are you just <laughs> stating? Wow. <laughs> I stating, guess it was. Just <laughs> stating the fact that this is something that he would like to do. Um, there's no response for a few moments. And there's those cracks that are forming around the ship are getting more and more violent. In fact, uh, at your feet, uh, that, that pitch black water is starting to rise. Uh, and is also draining through the floor. I would say, Amber, you see it now too, just sort of dripping from above, like a you know an upstairs bathroom has sprung a leak. Okay. Um, and it is raining this black water down on on you and Kodira in your fight. Keep on, yeah. Uh, and a, a moment passes, and the machine is growing brighter and louder, and then a new color appears. And it is a green circle surrounding the hatch on the back of Orlean's ship facing you. Zooks. You, you see this and you see all of these spires form inside of the, the room, uh, conjured up apparently by this shadow and you see your body die. You see your body vanish. And Phineas Call looks at you and says, You know what you are, Zooks and Thelai. You are a consciousness. You are awareness. And that awareness was shunted from the body that it occupied. That was not you anymore. You are not like anyone else, Zooks. You must know that by now. And he jumps down into the room, surrounded by all the, the colorful spires. And he floats down gently uh, as, as he lands. And he looks up at you and gestures you down. It's a trick. Oh, uh, he jumps down. He jumps down to join him. Okay. You slowly levitate down to the ground. And um, as you do, the ceiling of the tower is, is back. And you are standing in this room where a Devo-shaped shadow is, is still standing in front of this big pile of dead coral that your body has been absorbed by. And also by these dozens of messages and they look different from everything else there's a bit of um 
the, the color in here is not as saturated as it was back in the real world, but these spires are 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 even brighter and um, more sort of reactive than they were in the real world. They are um, they are they are shimmering in every imaginable color. And Phineas Call looks at you and says, Zooks, you are spontaneous. And I mean that in the best way. You are spontaneous both in character and in origin. You set out on a mission to discover the world and discover yourself. And you have completed that mission with aplomb. So, now I ask you, what do you want now? Okay, hold for a second. Okay. I got I, I I just need a little clarification. Sure. Okay. So, we are back in the scene, but as a consciousness, right? Yeah. There, there's Devo is there. These spires are there. Um, Orlean's ship is still up there. Yep. How high up? Uh, 30 feet up. You are you are still in this like weird dream state. It's just that yeah, you are like. I got that. Okay. I would urge you to just answer the question as straightforward as you possibly, you know, want to. What do you want? I want to help my friends. That desire, that is what matters. That focused intention of a million motes of light. That is what you are, Zooks, not a body. So, so much more than just a body. I am just a reflection of a memory of a guy you never really met. But this tower and the beings that once inhabited it, that is another story entirely. And you feel, you feel the real world. You feel present in the real world. It is different than it felt when you were just Zooks, the, you know, Brynar walking around. Uh, you have access to senses and to appendages that are completely unfamiliar, and yet you feel uh, at home embodying. And you realize that all of these coral spires around the room, and all of the coral that this color has pooled over, and the coral spire that is still embedded downstairs, so many parts of this coral tower are you. And... He looks at you one last time, and he is fading as you are sort of regaining this new kind of consciousness. And he says, Song's not over, Zooks. It never is. And then you are awake, and you are the tower. <laughs> Oh, 
what do you do? All right. What is, uh, where is Amber? Amber is downstairs. Still um, okay. what? Spa- sparring with Kodira. Kodira has been uh, knocked on her ass right next to one of these circular gates that is opening, and it is opening to another world. You know that. You see it. You feel it. You are it. And they both look pretty... They they look both bad off. Definitely Amber is... Uh, Sort of struggling to stay on her feet. She took a lot of damage in the last fight, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling great. Yeah, um, that is what you can see. Okay, um, and the portal is open. It is opening. Yeah, it's not fully. I, I, I think it's just sort of like a pane of white light that is filling the circle. Uh, it, it there is no destination that is visible quite yet but something is taking form is it safe to say that if Kodira goes back she's going to screw up this continuity by doing something in the past so this this is two different things right here's how I understand it upstairs right we've got Orlean in his ship he has constructed some sort of machine within this tower that will allow him to send a message back to, as I understand it, but has not been exactly confirmed, his younger self to change something he did or something that was done in the past, right? That is what uh, uh, Devo has been dealing with upstairs. Downstairs, we have the scene uh, between Amber and Kodira, who is being inhabited by Coda. Coda believes that Amber is going to be responsible for opening a portal to the next world, whatever it is. So there was a portal that brought the vestiges to our world, bringing magic with them. And Coda's like, this far, no farther. We're not going to take this escape hatch to whatever the next world is because we will simply pollute that as well. So instead, I'm going to stop you from opening whatever this portal is. The two seem disconnected in like mechanism, but connected because something Orlean has done of like being here he promised them the the people the uh you know the Drynar he said I will help you open this portal but instead he actually just wanted it for himself to send this message that is correct okay Zooks opens up the floor of coral that um Kodira is laying on sure and engulfs Kodira. What? Okay. Uh, Just sucks it right, sucks him right down into the floor. Uh, she's going to make a dexterity saving throw. Um, I think you're definitely catching her by surprise. Uh, I'm going to say she does it with disadvantage. I'm going to say that too. Uh, okay, that is a 15. With a 15, uh, she catches herself as she falls, and now she is just holding herself up on the floor, uh, sort of half submerged downward. Are you opening up just like a straight hole, uh, what was it, like 40 feet down to the ground? Well, she was laying down on her back, right? Wasn't she prone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to have it come smearing up over her, just kind of cover her. 
Uh, Suck her down into the floor and then cover. Okay. Well, the fi- I was going to leave her face. I was going to leave the face exposed. Okay. Yeah. Face. I think that ultimately then you, this action was successful because now as the floor kind of closes back around, it is closed around her her waist and her legs have been swallowed up by the floor of the room. Um, we'll jump to Amber. Amber, you see this happen. And I don't know that you know exactly why it happened, but the long and short of it is that Kodira is trapped in the floor. And just instantly, she starts using her fists to try to punch the the ground uh, away from her waist to lift herself back up. Ouch. Oh, ow. (laughs) I I gotta say, I don't want to be a, a... I see you're in a bit of a pickle, but I gotta say, that's two portals in a row that I didn't have fuck all to do with. You <laughs> you open the first one, the floor, I guess, open the second one. So what do I, I mean, of portal openers, I feel like I'm pretty low on the list right now, eh? She looks back at the portal behind her that is opening up, and you can see sunlight coming through it, and you can see a horizon through it. And then she looks back at you, and why don't you roll another insight check? A better one. A better one this time. It almost, it would have to be. 19. It is, it is mortal terror. It is immortal terror. This look on her face as what is effectively Coda's worst nightmare. The, the end result that Coda has been trying to prevent this entire time appears to be coming to pass. And Coda shouts Stop! Do not take one more step towards this portal or I will end everyone in this tower. Your friends, you, myself if I need to. The red eye flashes And then there's a few moments of silence. And then there's a high-pitched whistling noise. And then from outside, through the big open door out of the foyer, you see an explosion. Um, It blows a chunk out of the dome. Oh! Ow! Jeez! And... I will say this actually, Zooks, you, you are not embodying the dome right now. You are just you are just the tower. Um, okay. And through the hole in the dome, you can see the biggest baby is floating. Just just uh goo goo gaga. <laughs> and <laughs> the white coral battleships are engaged in a a furious dogfight trying to hold it off, and it is not going well for them. And Coda shouts, you may be able to defeat this form, but you you cannot stop me, Amber. I will destroy everyone in this tower unless you agree to become my new vessel. Become my vessel. Your friends can get in the ship and leave. And as he says that, you see the Coriolis get sucked in through that hole 
uh, and it kind of like plops down into the water and through a loudspeaker outside, you hear Urchin's voice say, uh, we're, we're all right. We're okay. He says, your friends, even Kodira, get on the ship and sail away. You join me. We obliterate this place and leave together as one. I know you harbor no love for magic. You have seen what it has done to your world. Please help me eradicate it. I want to watch them both get on. Let me see him. Let me see him get on. The water outside uh, raises up and it brings the Coriolis basically to dock right outside of the foyer. And when that happens, you see a panel of hull just spontaneously snap off of the biggest baby and then fly toward the hole in the dome. And when that happens, it patches it and the water starts flood, it stops flooding in. And he says, I will need to extricate myself from the floor, but I, I can agree to that. You're pretty powerful. You can't do it stuck in the floor. <laughs> if you can't, if you can't get them on the ship while you're stuck in the floor, what the fuck all am I worried about? Huh? He growls, uh-huh. and you hear just a cluster of explosions outside of the dome. What's he the is status. He is the, he is flexing on you, trying to remind you why. What's the status of the hole? Of the hole? Yeah. In the in the it has been patched up by the one that was opening. Oh, the, the one portal. that... Oh, it closed... The portal. Oh, okay. Um, roll a perception check for me. Uh, 20 plus three. Ooh. Wow. That's a nat 20. Okay. With a nat 20, you see everything, Amber. You see through this portal like it is a, a grand open window. And you see an unfamiliar world. The sky is uh, a a shade of aquamarine that is just a little bit greener than the sky of the world that um, you left on the surface. And the oceans are uh, like a shade of almost like dark purple. Uh, And you see a, a cluster of suns in the sky that are all much smaller than the sun. It's hard maybe to judge that precisely because it's been a while since you've seen the sun, but there definitely was just the one of them. This is a different world entirely. And this scene that you are viewing is all ocean. And in the ocean, you see figures surfacing 
to observe what's going on. They are looking up back at you as you are looking down at them. And it is a herd of blink sharks, as far as the eye can see. They are looking up at you in this portal. And they are still. So here's what I'm not getting. You look in that hole, you see the same thing I do, right? Magic's there. Not like this. Not like what? What you see in that world is native to that world. The magic that came to this world is a virus that polluted and destroyed it. And if any of us take one step, one step into that world, it, it, it will lead to its doom as well. Please, not one more step forward. All right. If there's something listening, can you let Kodira go? We're fine. Zooks, you you don't hear that, but you feel the resonance of the sound waves leaving Amber's mouth and understand it. <laughs> Gosh, I really want to cut Kodira in half, but okay. All right. <clears throat> um... Zooks. Actually, I'll go even one better. From under Kadira's feet, Zooks opens up the hole and raises Kodira up like a like a trap door. She just steps up back onto ground level and she walks toward you, Amber. And she or rather Coda, holds a hand up in the air. One of one of the red hands. Bop, 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 bop. No. I want to see them get on the ship. When I see the two of them get on the ship, then we can talk. Kodira closes her eyes and then opens them, and you hear Coda say, There are two other beings in this tower than us, but I don't believe one of them is your friend. And then we'll hop back to Devo. Uh, rather, Zooks, you see into Devo's room. You see it way better than you do in, in the room that uh, Coda and... Uh, Amber were just fighting in because your presence in this room is just so much so much more potent just from the the sheer volume of spires that are built in here um and you see you definitely see the door to the um to the ship unlock and you also see uh Devo standing you know 30 feet below that platform the door to his ship. Which ship? Uh, B- uh, Benefactor Orleans' ship, which is connected to this machine. Um, 
Zooks is going to make Devo's dream come true. What? Flying ponies? The other one. Oh, okay. Stairs. A stairway to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little late. He's going to he's going to form the spires so that Devo can reach in in like a stairway. Yeah. Leading up to Orleans ship to m- make the path for Devo to get up to the ship. Uh Okay, Devo, you see those spires stretch upward really quickly now, much quicker than when you conjured them up in the first place. And it's almost like you can hear Zook singing, and she's buying a stairway to Orly. Yeah, canonically, definitely um, that happens. Uh, And... As they stretch, they start to kind of like twist around and angle downward like toward the ground and then they raise up in tiers and they form a staircase. A perfectly sort of like- As soon as possible, he's like walking up it as it's forming. Okay, sick. Oh yeah, let it form as he's- That's the good shit. That is the good shit right there. (laughs) It takes a while to scale this 30-foot gap up to the platform, but you make it. And as you reach the platform, you are just being, like, bombarded by this black water that is spraying through. Um, Not just bombarded, but it's, like, blasting you in sheets and then unblasting you and then blasting you again. It's not enough to knock you off your feet or do any kind of, like, damage to you. But it it is getting difficult to kind of, like stay cogent in this space where time and reality are not behaving. Uh, Devo places his hand on uh, his jacket and casts light. Okay. Um, so that he is a uh, shining beacon as he walks through this like black water and shit around him. Okay. Um, and just, this is perhaps like maybe the most... Focus Devo has been okay. since we've met him walking up these stairs towards this door to Orleans ship. Why don't you make a wisdom saving throw just to see how well you are able to keep your wits about you in this really Wee-wee. fucked up space? I mean, with advantage because the light, right? Because um, that's a five. Um, No, it's hard. And I've got Charles with me, right? Uh, You'd have Charles. Go ahead and take another D6 of healing. Thanks, Charles. Another uh, four points. Okay, heal for four. You're welcome, Travis. Charles? It's my main purpose in life. I love you, Charles. I love you, too. It is hard for you to, like, move your body and process everything that you are seeing as you approach this green hatch on the ship. Your mind is is lost in a fog. Um And this ship is not entirely familiar to you. This hatch may be unlocked, but you do not see any way of opening it from the outside that in your current state you can surmise. However, you do see Orlean through this like glass window on the hatch. And he is sitting on the floor with his back up to uh, the wall and... His nose is bleeding profusely. 
It is, uh, it's kind of everywhere. And he is just sitting there still, his eyes just kind of glazed over, barely open. Uh, and behind him, you can just barely see into the cockpit of the ship, and there is just a bright white light that is shining inside of there. But again, you do not see any way of, of opening the door in your current sort of fog. Opens the goddamn door, Orlean. And he looks down at you. And he looks he looks so tired. And yet he kind of grins, not menacingly, but in a way where he has genuinely kind of tickled himself as he says, Make me. Devo casts suggestion on Orlean. I don't even think he has the ability to save against that. He just sort of nods. And in fact, it happens so fast, you're not sure if he was going to do it anyway or not, but he definitely is compelled. And he crawls over to the hatch and pulls a lever and the hatch slides open. And he props himself back up against the wall and is is just resting there. Tell me what you have done and what I need to do to undo it. He sits still for a moment. And as you climb into the ship, you can see um, you can see into the, the cockpit a little bit better. And you see um, not just light, but like images appearing on the the viewport in there um you would have to sort of get in that space in order to exactly surmise what the images are they're just sort of uh uh shapes that are difficult to decipher in your time fog uh but he says okay i i was happy once as difficult as that may seem to believe I was loved and content and then a voice from the ocean itself compelled me away from the people that I loved and I Listen, and there is not a moment that goes by where I do not regret that decision. I discovered a way to warn myself of my folly, but, and he's, he is gently crying now. He says, I am not strong enough to make them hear me. And he looks up at you and he looks outside and he says, I have tampered with forces clearly far beyond my control. Devo. 
You never said goodbye when you left the hermitage. Yeah, yeah, no, why would I? He smiles and he says, We knew you would do great things, and it is difficult to separate that from any kind of real affection that we may have felt for you once. And I am, for what it is worth, which I imagine is very little, very sorry for that. But you were put on this world to do something. And I think the time for your purpose has arrived. And he closes his eyes. Orlean? Orlean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you had died. Not yet. Are you dead? No, not. <laughs> okay. Why did you kill the Hand of Guidance? He says... I didn't. I... I was... I was extraordinarily crass earlier. I... I am sorry about Guidance. We were close once. That... Okay, so who killed the Hand of Guidance? He coughs, and there's a great deal of blood that comes out. Clearly this... Trying to engage you in psychic battle has as you suggested, torn his mind apart from the inside out. He says, you, you have her book, don't you? Yes. And he sort of slumps down and he says, I tried to warn her. Sorry, what? Warn her about what? What does it, you said the book and the thing you said that, that is cryptic. Just like for once in our like 17, well, longer really, but like at least 17 years of training, just like say the thing to me. He doesn't respond. Are you dead now? Is this what has happened? He, okay. he is he is he has gone silent oh fuck okay um i want to look at the pictures you said there are images like with the machine like what what do i see when i look at it like specifically you step into the cockpit and you first see what you assume orlean was seeing when he was constructing this machine and attempting to use it, you see Orlean and he is younger and he is in a, a, a pretty posh looking hominine house and he is playing with two kids, a boy and a girl. And 
in a corner you see uh, a woman who is uh, reading a book and she is occasionally just kind of looking up at the three of them playing and she smiles and the machine seems to react to you as you approach and the image changes pretty rapidly now and you just see this panopticon of scenes. You, they are surface images, surface world images. That's what strikes you first. It is the surface as you have only ever heard it described um, because you never lived on the surface. And honestly, it is not nearly as bad as they made it sound. Um, there is this, uh, you see a verdant plateau overlooking these fertile plains that span the continent um, you see these tall rugged mountains dotted with points of light from these vast citadels to your right you see tropical islands off of glistening white shores to your left and the storm over the ocean it's there and it's, it's, it is definitely imposing but it has not swallowed up the world like everyone says it has and then you kind of start to zoom in to to these different cities and you see people living in them you see sailors from the archipelago aboard ships looking at the storm in terror and you see homininian scholars praying at a benevolent altar just desperately searching for divine answers and you see Delmer work platoons boring into a mountainside beginning to build a shelter for, for from the storm and you see Einar not in their like incorporeal form but as they once truly lived in these great migrating groups all gathered on the plateau's sheer edge looking out at their their world that is beginning to crumble in terror and then you see the shore side and it is completely uninhabited i look at orlean where he is sitting still and i say god damn you <sighs> and when devo, you when you say that devo mhm one of these scenes, it's a small group of Delmer that are working on boring into the mountainside. Mm -hmm. They stop their work and they set down their, their picks and their drills and they look up and mm -hmm. it is almost as if they heard you and Well, Griffin, that's because they voice. did. And Devo is going to pour his will and his training and everything about being persuasive and being the powerful voice that leads people. And he is going to recite the words that he knows so well from listening to Brother Seldom's historical broadcasts. And he is going to repeat the call to the sea that led everyone to the shore in the first place. Do you need me to remind you what that was? I do, yes. Uh, when kingdoms fall, the sea provides a home for all beneath the tides.
When kingdoms fall, the sea provides a home for all beneath the tides. And he looks at the image of Orlean and focuses hard on Orlean and says, and bring your family. Mm. In this grand vista of of scenes from around this this world, this unspoiled world, people look up as the, the Delmar work crew looked up. And they are people from all over. And while everyone else around them continues to work with toil to escape the apocalypse or simply observes this storm over the sea in in abject terror, these people that hear your voice, they gasp and they smile and they look at each other and they look at the people around them who didn't seem to react. And the cracks outside recede back into the machine and the water that is being sprayed outside is gone. The fog that was sort of filling your mind is gone. And like being sucked up with a vacuum, the cracks vanish into the machine and Orlean looks at you one last time through the viewport. He gasps too, and so does the rest of his family. And then the machine goes still. Uh, Devo turns from the machine, and I'm going to say the most tired he's maybe ever felt. Uh, that was not only was it like a lot um, and a lot to like process, but it was also like he poured whatever will of his was left after the day into For his sure. voice. And he's just like, ugh. so he just like turns, walks past, I imagine is Orlean's still body or whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's not even really paying attention at this point and like just heads down the stairs um, when he gets to the bottom of the stairs, he's like calling for Amber. He's calling for Zooks, like n- not really sure what to do next. You find Amber down in the foyer, and she appears to be in a standoff with Kodira. Um, Kodira has conjured these bright red arms that you have not seen before, but immediately you can tell that this is not a a great situation. Um, what did I miss? Kodira does not break eye contact with you, Amber. And you hear Koda's voice say, there is no one else in the tower. It is just you and him and this body, Kodira. Well, this is not entirely true because Zeus is in the tower. Uh, That I think is on me. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, he made stairs for me. Coda does not break eye contact to address Devo and 
says, this is it. This is the offer. They can go. And you will join me. Give me a sec. Zooks is the tower? Yes. You know, you see how the floor has like swallowed part of Kodira? I have to imagine this was Zooks. Real quick, Devo, look through that portal. Okay, yes. Oh, shit. Okay. I just wanted you to see it once. No, that's, this is wild. And, uh... Amber uses Step of the Wind to dart towards the portal. Shit. <laughs> and as she's darting... She shouts at Kadira. If you want to keep magic out of here, better come get it. And then tosses herself into the portal. Okay. For, okay. No. For a few things are going to happen first. Uh, she is going to try and grab you as you run away from her as a uh, as an opportunity attack. She's going to try and grapple you. Uh, we are going to have a dexterity contest. I will tell you the number that you have to beat. Okay. Uh, you need to beat a 14 with your dexterity check. Okay. That's a 19 plus 3. Jesus Yeah! Okay. You escape her clutches and you take two steps up this mound of, of coral that has grown vibrant and bright as the color has spread from this this central message spire. And you launch yourself into a new world. And as soon as you cross the threshold, as soon as you step through the ring, you feel, you feel a lot. You feel your ears pop first as you are instantly sort of thrown into a different, like, atmosphere. You are instantly thrown into this this sky that is not your own, into this air that is not your own. Uh, you feel your breath leave you, and you struggle to catch it. Um, and you see, as you are, fling yourself backwards, you see Kodira leap forward, and outstretch one of uh, these glowing red arms to try to grab you out of the air. Uh, and you feel a tight grip around your right ankle, and you are suspended in the air by one of these red arms. And you see Coda within Kodira's body looking down at you. And with the other three red arms, uh, he, he is holding himself tethered to the, the world that you just left uh, and is looking down at you with terror and rage and desperation. And he says... You fool. What are you doing? I'm gonna fight some more blank sharks. 
Then I activate my vapor suit. There is a howl of pain as the light of your vapor suit activates around you and severs a part of this hand that was holding you. And you enter freefall. And they hear, I think they hear on the other side of the portal, they just hear a shout. Kelasai Guppies, Mama's home! And the rest of you see her falling like a fireball down into the water. And Devo, you see Coda inside of Kodira's body and she stands up looking down into the portal, looking down into the world and he takes a deep breath and then you hear Coda's voice say once more then and he flings himself into the portal and as he crosses through it the light filling this ring dissipates and the portal goes inert and from outside you hear a booming thud as the biggest baby sinks down to the floor of the ocean completely inactive MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.